Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. What's going on? We all, we're all here on a Friday night. Yep, we're the best place to be on a Friday <laughs> night. And you know, we could have probably been here also Saturday night. Like I got great plans. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm here. Nope. I'm, I'm here on nope. a Saturday night. <laughs> this weekend, I'm thinking, but it might be put off. There's an Ansel Adams, um, like original print, mm. like original mm-hmm. photographs at the Thousand Oaks Art Museum, which is called. Something. Motto. I think it's. I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But Ansel Adams. That sounds awesome. Huge collection of Ansel Adams um, port, um, photographs. Um, and I do want to go do that this weekend. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it might be next weekend. The California Museum of Art of Thousand Oaks. That's it. Simato. Simato. There you go. So their acronym worked on me. <laughs> I wonder how long it is going to be there. I think it's almost a month. Like if it. If you're going to hear this before it's gone. Um, it opens the 21st of yep. February um, so through March 24th. So yeah. Plenty of time to go see it. Um, well, that so sounds interesting. something I was thinking about. Also, I want to go to this new restaurant. What is it? Because we're planning our Saturday, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are your weekend plans? Beer brats in Ventura over by Big Lots. Beer brats in Ventura by Big Custom beer hot dogs and beer hall. That sounds awesome. And I've been st- stalking them on Instagram for a couple months, and I am going to make Kevin take me there mm-hmm. tomorrow night. I can't wait. That sounds awesome. I hope that, that sounds right up your alley. Yes, it is exactly <laughs> me. I can hardly wait. I've been daydreaming about it all day. <laughs> I'm going to look at a trailer that I want to buy this weekend. Ooh, a trailer! Yeah. Like, are you gonna tell us more about <laughs> this? We're uh, look. James and I are gonna buy a like a camper travel trailer, and we've been looking for, for a couple back months. For independence, just camping in general. Oh. Um, so we've been looking at various ones. I found a. 1993 Casita 17 foot if anybody Ooh. knows what that is but <laughs> um, they're like these little roundy cute Ooh, fiberglass like trailers it's either a Casita or a Scamp and they're kind of like cult trailer like people who know trailers know that these are cool apparently but I found one on Craigslist that I'm going to go look at tomorrow so that's what I'm doing with my Saturday mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting yeah. oh that's cute yeah you know everybody's like Casitas is the other Casita one? Casita. That's the one I'm looking at. A little casita. I'm going to look at one tomorrow. It's it's 19, it's 26 years old is the one I'm looking at because it's from 1993. (laughs) I don't know what state it's in, but that's what I'm doing. One of the images is labeled the cult of the casita. Yeah, they're like, they're like hardcore. That is very cute. Wow. I found one on Craigslist for a good price, so I'm going to go check it out. See, that's the thing I want to do when when my husband can retire. I want to do that. (laughs) My my dream is to just go from place to place. Mm -hmm. Just don't worry about a hotel because I'm not a hotel. I am not room service. I love I, staying at hotels. That's my favorite part of going on vacation. But you if we're also not love camping. No, I know. If we're not camping, I want to stay at like the like I, James could probably convince me to go anywhere if I like I could hang out at the hotel by the pool and like someone will bring me a beverage and I can knit. Like I love hotels. I love staying at hotels. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> 
I'm more independent than that. <laughs> I just wanted to t- haul my trailer and just yeah. park it someplace. I like both of those things. Kevin has. Of course, a date. I like that dream because I know nothing about it. I don't know anything about the work of it. Yeah. Or I just have the dream in my head. The reality might make me love hotels. <laughs> I um, Kevin has a daydream that we will also like sell our house and that we'll get a. Um, We'll get a self-driving motorhome. Nice. In the future. Yeah, he figures by the time that we're ready to retire, that self-driving motorhome. That does sound pretty great. Yeah. And so we'll just, like, set in where we want to go. and Go hang out. Yeah. Or go to to bed. Yeah. It'll just drive us in the night. Yeah. You guys saw Logan, right? It's like being a baby when you go to bed and then you wake up and your parents have taken you somewhere in the car. Yes, (laughs) just like that. And and we'll just run around the world, around the, you know, continental United States that way. Um, Which sounds pretty good to me. My dream is the happier camper. Have you seen them? Oh, I've seen those. Those are expensive. Well. But they're super cute. that's, That's the dream. Yeah. Well, I like because you can... They're modular inside, and mm-hmm. so you can rearrange it. You can mix it depending on what your trip is. Yeah. Again, this is like the when we're retired dream. Yeah, exactly. We still have a ways. Started, not that we're not older, but we just, you know, we'll be working for, for a long time. I started following somebody on Instagram, and I can't find her quick by quickly glancing at things I saved recently. Who she and her husband just refurbished a really cute mm-hmm. trailer, but it looked more like an... It wasn't a... Um, Airstream, it was something in that same kind of aluminum mm. sided. I love um, Airstream. But they put wood paneling yeah. in there. It was. An I've, felt, act I've of sort of love. fallen down a hole of watching trailer restoration oh. videos on YouTube. Because <laughs> they're like, this is the vintage trailer I bought for $40 out of someone's yard. What? And like, then it's like a time lapse of them renovating it. So I've been uh, see, watching a see, lot of those. I love watching Tiny House Hunters. <laughs> yeah. It I always mean, seems like such a thing. Like I would love to have a tiny house, no, but I know it's not. No. Uh, it's not possible. No, no, no. So here's the. Here's I like the imagining. Thing. Yeah. I want to. I want to have a property where we don't have to have a big house because if you have a big house and you got to take care of a big house, yes. I want a house just big enough so that when the kids come visit, they're not comfortable enough to stay very long, and then they can <laughs> go. Don't listen to my podcast, kids. My my mom <laughs> had that idea too for her guest room, and she went to the mattress store, and she's like, "I want a mattress that doesn't make people want to stay one more night." <laughs> and it's really like you don't even want to stay there one night. It's a bad mattress. I don't want that. That's funny. But I thought that on the pro- the property can be bigger because the house doesn't have to be bigger because we'll have two of these little tiny houses. One to be my yarn studio, <laughs> and the other will be my husband's music room. Oh. And we will totally pad that out so that he can be can as hear loud him? as he wants. And I won't have to say, I won't have to send my son upstairs and say, tell your dad to turn it down because he's too loud. <laughs> that's funny. That happens a lot. Well, that's a really nice daydream. And, and daydream. it's like within reach, isn't it? Like hypothetically, yeah. depending yeah. on where you and where you ended up. I was just slightly having this daydream that in 30 years we all caravan around in our <laughs> <laughs> and each of us have a trailer and yeah. go on adventures. I would do that. Your sweet little one to a self-driving car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's what the solution ends up being later in Well, later if we're going to do that, then I just think we need to buy our own train cars and and and, have and just ro- rail around. And, the yeah, and have robots. You know, if we're, we're going to be, a, if we're going to have a fantasy, robot. we're going to have robots just, pro, we'll program the computer, the robots to take us and we'll just have our own sleeper car, we'll have our own knitting car. <laughs> All I said was I was going to go look at a trailer this weekend. 
Uh, we well, have a. Uh, there's we're no going, shortage of sci-fi. <laughs> we're going out of town next weekend to Independence, and mm-hmm. so it's like sort of. I'm more excited about this than James is. So it's like sort of my goal to see if we can get something by this weekend. Wow. So we've been looking for months. Yeah. And I don't think that James would be willing to do that. But I'm like, <laughs> well, wouldn't it be fun if we could take our new trailer with us? But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. So is James like a slow considering purchaser? I or? would be like, uh, my example that I always think is I bought that book that Lois had about Jenny's ice cream. Yes. With ice cream recipes. And then you bought all the ice I cream I bought things. it and then I went the next day and bought an ice cream maker. Yeah. And the nearest one I could find. Yes. Because I needed to have it. Yes. Yeah. If that were James, he would take <laughs> a, two weeks to research all the ice cream makers before he struggled to make the decision to buy one. <laughs> and I'm like, just buy an ice cream maker. Okay. So, yes, it, it's hard for James to pull the trigger on any sort of purchase. This is why. And I'm like, just buy it right now. It is, that is exactly why See, internet shopping mm-hmm. has saved our marriage. Because back before there was internet and I had two little ones and my husband would say, let's go, I'm ready for us to buy this thing. And we mm-hmm. would go to that store, but of course we would wait in a line. And when and when we'd waited like 15 minutes, because it's a long line, and we're the one person only ahead of us, right? We're almost there. Yeah. He'd be at that point so frustrated, he would just say, no, we should go to the other store. Yeah. And we would leave that store with our two kids and we would go across town to this other store and he would look and shop at that store and he would maybe decide and they go, no, well, we got to go back to the first place. After having done that, and then at Christmas time, I said, no. Jim still walks the planet and lives. <laughs> because there is internet. Because, because there's the internet. Amazon. <laughs> because Amazon saved your husband's life. <laughs> well, I said. Because I would take him out on just virtue of this story. <laughs> imagine there's a toddler and the other one's in a baby carrier. No, no thank you. I will not. No, no. It was not fun. That's, that's no. a horror movie I didn't sign up for. <laughs> yeah, well, I canceled that subscription. <laughs> and I said, you go decide. You do your back and forth. And when you're ready to pull the trigger, go ahead and buy it. I don't have to be there. Yeah. I totally trust you. Yeah. Smart <laughs> so, lady. I was Because, like, you know, one of our kids was really easy going. The other one screamed his head off the moment he went into a car seat and never stopped. Mm-hmm. We would be on a five-hour car trip home and by... And he never stopped. And by the time he finished, half of us might still be in tears because yeah. it was just, you can't just, you think you were going to pull over mm-hmm. and just kind of get him relaxed and he'd be happy and fine until you strap him in that seat again. And then the, mm, no. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and your girlfriend, well, now we all know which one it is too. So Trevor cried a lot as a baby. <laughs> Well, it's okay. He doesn't listen to my podcast <laughs> until now. But Ian, are you listening? <laughs> well, Ian knows he was the easy child. Boy, we could strap. He was just easy. We traveled all over the place. But then, by the time you get to the third child, you're like, <gasps> yeah. There's reasons when we when we would go up to Mammoth that we made a we made a a wall of pillows between the children. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> okay, so. Speaking of, so you, your family, they've gone on that, that trip since you were little. How did they handle road tri- road trips with kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, as children, we went camping and stuff a lot, so I don't remember as children, but my sister is driving to Independence today with her two boys, so I got a picture of 
my nephew Finnegan with a very grumpy look on his face. <laughs> um, I think I might still have it. But How he's, long is the drive from here to Independence? From here is about four hours. From home, it's like three and a half. Oh, that's um, different. Yeah, but I got a picture of Finnegan with his hands over his ears with a very grumpy face, so I don't know what he was angry about. And then I got another picture of my other nephew when they got to the halfway point where it says he's happy to be out of the car Aww, at McDonald's. So happy. So, so you never but he's know he the one grumpy. that used to cry. In the car, like hours, your unnamed son. Yes, um, but <laughs> no, has, I think he outed him. <laughs> <laughs> he has since learned to, you know, handle himself a little bit better in the car. You just the, the key is it. music. Yeah, we we have a certain number of songs in the car that uh, specifically his younger brother Owen will calm down to. When he was yeah. little, he was obsessed with one of the songs from Moana. And like when he was a baby, he could be like crying in the car and you would play it and he would stop crying. Very nice. So, oh, that's awesome. That's how it works. It. Um, yeah. Do you guys know we'll about a mini shark? What? That's one of the <laughs> that's one of the many songs. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a quick story and then we'll move <laughs> to the next thing. So we're reading um, the Swiss Family Robinson at home as our read aloud, mm-hmm. and um, we it's slow going because it's just dense text, and um, we're only in chapter two, and they're still getting everything off of the shipwreck. So the dad and the oldest son go and they are getting all the animals off the shipwreck, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how do they get part. the animals mm-hmm. over to sure Mm -hmm. so they devised the swimming belts where they tied linen around the Mm -hmm. um body of a sheep and they Mm -hmm. put cork and empty tin cans onto the belt and the dad takes the sheep and he this is almost exactly a text and i threw the sheep into the ocean (laughs) comma it sank (laughs) dash it popped right back up again So, I can see your kids' faces going. <gasps> they laugh for like fifteen minutes, back up and this is slow going, right? We're only reading for twenty minutes yeah. at a time right now. So, uh, so then it goes on. The chapter wraps up, and they get it. You know, they gather all the leash. They tied leashes to the swimming belts, and they gather it up, and they're taking the animals into shore. And as they're almost to shore, a shark comes, mm-hmm. and the shark tries to go after that sheep. <laughs> and the old, the oldest son shoots, you know, shoots a rifle, hits it in the fin, and it, yeah. it swims away. But then Mirabella goes into <laughs> do, 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 no, do, 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 do. and then I get punished by them asking Google to please play the whole song. So we don't need to go any. No, I do not want to hear but Baby Shark right you now. All, you all check out Baby Shark. If, if you, you have grandchildren or children, you know Baby yeah. Shark. If you have if you I'm have children in your life under, uh, I don't know what age. 10 years old, you probably know Baby Shark. So, I did not tell this story with the intention of doing what the result is, which is now yes. Baby Shark is it's stuck, stuck in, in my everyone's head. head who yep. knows what it is. Oh, I have a song to sing. But I did head. do that when I told it at work. I completely intended to get it stuck <laughs> in my coworkers. <laughs> and it worked. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? The remedy for it is you do have to listen to the whole song so you can move on. Oh, okay. I don't want to listen to it. Though. Do you guys know the Badger song? <laughs> I do, yes. which we I fight. Love yeah. Badger, 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 yeah. badger, badger. Oh badger, no, it's me! <laughs> well, okay, there's there was another song by that same group, Magical Trevor, and we used to sing that along. <laughs> Everybody knows Did he stop crying? Magical <laughs> Trevor. No. But when they talked about it, it was full, he's full of beans, lots of beans, lots of beans, lots of beans. Yeah, that was pretty appropriate. That's funny. <laughs> uh, oh, so she'll love me when we get home. <laughs> yeah, probably. Can what I, are we working on? Not I, just 
Oh, I've got lots of things I'm working on. Tell I us actually about made what's notes in front of you. <laughs> well, I've got I've got everything in front of me. Okay, so one thing I made today is um, so this adorable little pin cushion, and it's from a new book called Pin Pals by Carrie Nelson. Forty patchwork pinnies, poppets. I'm not sure what a poppet is, and it's pin a tiny cushions. Thing. Oh, it is a really cute thing, and um, you make them with like little bits and. I mean, seriously, like some of these little bits were only like an inch and a half or an inch and a quarter. They're not big pieces. Simple piecing that you can machine piece or you could hand piece it if, if you want something small and portable. The hardest thing about this is not throwing it across the room because I really want to throw this thing. One of us is going to get hit by it. We don't know which one it is. Not because you're mad at it. It just seems no, fun to throw. It, it, so she's, besides uh, being a pin cushion, she's threatened me, she's threatened <laughs> Anne, we feel unsafe in the workplace. Oh, how do Where's we, our, who's how our do HR? We, do HR? Yeah, we both of us are, we gang up on her. Yeah. <laughs> we can't make her HR because she's the one causing the problem. Yes, I am HR. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, it's just this cute little thing. Um, and there's so many cute little patterns. They become addicting because it's a nice, quick, they make cute little gifts. You can you could just make the, fill them and make them sachets, but I just put um, weighted pellets in it. Um, so when you're not using it for a pincushion, take the pins out and play cornhole. <laughs> but um, that's one thing. It's very cute. And mm -hmm. I'm working on another East Creek. Um, from East Creek is a really great pattern by Brittany Jean, um, aka B. Woolens on Ravelry. And for my East, this East Creek, because the original class, sam class sample has been in the store. No, it's not there now because I wore it home because <laughs> <laughs> class has already started, but I will bring it back. Um, but it, it's such a, it's a garter raglan's top down raglan sleeve garter stitch sweater that goes in the round to the armholes and then after that each section is eat the back the front the sleeve the sleeve is all done flat mm -hmm. and then you use your crochet hook to put them together and it's got pockets but for this one i got seven skeins which is more than i needed but i just wanted plenty of felici worsted in the bare colorway and i dyed it myself so it great R E B A E A R B A R E as in she barely wore a stitch and <laughs> it goes from this really pretty speckled hot pink at the neck to this really really deep crimson at the bottom and so I'm fading it myself mm -hmm. but I dyed dyed some yarn and I'm pretty happy with that it looks like um, a fun pattern. It's one of those that I've always wanted to make. It is, and it's actually pretty relaxing. It's it's really, it's one of her first patterns, and it was really well written and very clear. This is the second time I've been, I've, I'm teaching it as a class. Um, I've her been wanting more of those, like, basic throwover, like, sweatshirt kind of sweaters. It is. I wear this, like, every morning when you're cold, um, or even when you're not cold, and then it's called... I need to take my child to the bus and I'm still in my pajamas. I'm going to throw this sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this on and maybe I won't get out of my pajamas today because my sweater is so comfortable. Um, it that gives you like a real life story. 
I only got out of my sweatpants today to come here, and I only put leggings on, so I didn't travel that far. You could have left your sweatpants on. You could have, but I also had errands to run, you know. I had to look somewhat presentable. Stopping at Target, only I just did. We got out of work late, and I had to take Alexander somewhere. I thought about stopping at Target and getting a new pair of pajamas and just changing into my pajamas. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. I should keep pajamas here. That's I should keep great sweatpants plan. here. I'm making pajama oh. pants. Up. I might have pajama pants here, actually. Because <laughs> I taught them for a class, class and I might have a sample here somewhere. I should find those. Oh, that is kind of interesting. I already have slippers. Yeah. The uh, slippers are here. Oh, one, one other thing I've... <laughs> I've gotten some licks when I changed my slippers. I wonder how they'll feel when I change when my When I'm wearing my studio pajamas. <laughs> In my jam jams this Saturday. Oh. I just want everybody you. to be comfortable. I totally dare you. Tomorrow. <laughs> that was so easy. Uh, but maybe the caveat is I have to make them. Okay, I think so, so. I've got one more thing in front of me. Oh, yeah, sorry. And so there's a... Uh, a new podcast I've been following a gal by the name of Nadira Tani um, on Ravelry she um, her name is Kalisha Ryan but on Ravelry she's Nadira Tani N-A-D-I-R-A T-A-N-I and she has the Quirky Monday podcast on YouTube but she also has a group called the Quirky Monday podcast and she's out of Florida and does this really now just so you know, her podcasts don't come out on Monday. They actually come out on Friday. <laughs> but there, that makes them quirky. <laughs> Fridays are a very quirky Fridays Monday. Are a real quirky Monday. <laughs> so she has a thing uh, that just started on the night, February 19th, and it goes through March 22nd, I think. It's uh, for the Pisces. She's calling it a make-along. So it's not just a knitting or a crochet thing. It's a making thing. You could sew a thing. You could, um, and it should have. And I donated a couple of a couple copies of one of my patterns for that, and so I thought to, for me to participate, I'm going to actually do cross stitch. Can you pause so, for a second. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so I decided I was going to do this. Pa I found a pattern um, called the Twin Mermaids. So they're kind of fish and water related, but I like mermaid things, um, and I haven't done cross stitch in a long time. In fact, one of the first crafty type things I did um, early in life was cross stitch and I did all kinds of cross stitch and but then when I my hands discovered knitting it stopped cross stitching and just didn't look mm -hmm. back so this is the first time really in almost 20 years that I've picked up cross stitching again of course I picked up something that's not on Aida cloth which is those really nice grid but this is on linen um, but I marked it off with threads so I've got at least a starting point I like counter cross stitch. It's grids and math and all the stuff. Beautiful, but it's got like fifty different colors of yarn. <laughs> thread, <laughs> thread, thread. That's right. Well, it's really fun. What is yeah. thread? But just know. really skinny yarn. So if you have a chance to look up, uh, it's the company. It's called Twin Mermaids by Mirabilia Cross Stitch, um, and it has a very vintage. Um, what is a neo aesthetic? Well, you're neoclassic. No, no. Ne you're thinking of the twenties and thirties. Uh, yeah, from yeah. The it looks like it's in the twenties and thirties. But <laughs> this design came out it in two thousand. It does look very vintage. But it came out in two thousand fifteen, mm -hmm. and the picture is just really cool. It doesn't really show you that there's lots and lots of beads and mm -hmm. butte and all kinds of shapes in there, but 
Anyway, there's there's two, that's the twins, there's two mermaids, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, and they have really pretty body tattoos as well as artwork on... Art Nouveau. Art Nouveau. Oh, there you that's go. That's it. It has a very Art Nouveau feel to it, but it's actually a modern pattern, so... It's real pretty. Mm-hmm. It is really pretty, and it's it's got some shiny, sparkly stuff. How big is stuff. the finished piece going to be? Uh, let me open this up. It says it will be stitched area is basically 15 by 17. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good-sized thing Cool. on um, linen, 32 count. This is Belfast linen, which is, I did not know that was a thing. That I means nothing Irish to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 32 count means that the the, the weave the squares that yeah. the weave makes is really really small yeah but you're doing your x's over two of them which i was talking with someone about you know needle various needle crafts and they talked about how th- when they were younger needlepoint everyone was doing needlepoint and but she didn't quite it, it, get into it and i realized i never really liked needlepoint because it's half of the x it's like incomplete. To you. It's incomplete. Yeah, it wrong. I want the whole X instead of just always going one direction. <laughs> it's so, balanced. There's yeah. Something to that. So, I you. think like this is too big of a project, but for me, well, this is not going to get done. I, if I could just get one part of the remade done, I don't think I'd. In a month, I don't think I'm getting this done. No. Well, you could set a goal of a certain, like, grid size. Well, I started this yesterday. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Like, if you counted <laughs> off the grids, you could make it bite size into, mm-hmm. um, into like, huh. a daily goal. Yes. So, I counted, out the groups of, I <laughs> counted out the groups of 10. It is 240 twice up by... That's a big old chart. But 10 is a grid, right? Yeah. So that's well, 24. Each, <laughs> 24 high. By. Well, double that, No, though, no, right? no. That's that's only half. Oh, it's 40. 48. No. So 140, that's, yeah, two, 280 high by, um, by 240. So wide. in a year. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you do four grids. Oh, okay. A, so, a hey, what do you know? <laughs> they give you the actual stitches here. <laughs> 238 by 278. Wow. Nice. That's big. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I've got, yeah, it, I just, and I love the colors. There's blues and greens and they're oceany, plus they're mermaids. Who doesn't love a mermaid? I think that the person I'm going to quote would be comfortable with me quoting. I haven't asked her permission, so I'm sorry if you're not comfortable, and we'll talk about it in real life. <laughs> um, Mindy said something really cool about sweaters in my sweater class on Thursday and Wednesday. Each sweater will be finished in its time. She told me so that, too. It's like, so each good. project will be finished in its due time. And I'm like, you're right. We just haven't given it enough time like, yet. Obviously, she is a accredited yoga teacher. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but isn't that true? It's beautiful. And it doesn't mean you enjoy something less, but it's about enjoying the process and not just checking off the, the box. The universe is yep. processes, not things. The bonus here is we get a thing. Yep. Um, because that's always a dangerous question when people say, not dangerous, but it's like a tricky question when people say, well, how long did that take you? Or or how long have you been working on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a sweater that I started in the first week in January that I only worked on for like a week and it's almost halfway done. Mm-hmm. 
But now it's, you know, the end of February. Yeah, it's time has <laughs> passed for now, but... Yeah. So I could work on it for, you know, it could take me two years to finish, but maybe yep. only 30 hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, I don't know how long this yeah. actually... Well, how much knitting time did it take? I'm like, fast. I don't know. I don't keep track of... I don't... <laughs> Sometimes I do. It's a little bit of a sick fascination with me <laughs> to, like, time myself or... I've done that before if it's like, I have to knit 100 rows and it takes me two minutes to knit a row and now I know exactly how much time yes. I have ahead of me. Yeah. And sometimes it's yeah. very discouraging to yep. do that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, that's only, you know, two hours worth of knitting. And sometimes I'm like, I'm going to be here for three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's all those things. Yep. <laughs> so that is, if, if I can go next. Um, yes. Okay. So I'm working on an oldie, but a goodie that I've talked about before, which is the Florence cardigan. <laughs> so... Oh. And um, my dear friends here can see that I only have about three inches mm -hmm. of the body. People, other people might have seen that I was almost mm -hmm. all the way through the yoke. Well, on Wednesday, I had to frog it. I mean, I'd known for a long time I needed to frog it. A terrible thing happened at the beginning of the body. I was five stitches uh, too many on one front and five stitches too few on the other front. Oh, and I didn't right. discover it until I was, oh goodness. I think I was probably only 20 or 30 rows away from finishing the yoke. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I had like three lace repeats left. That's so sad. And it's 24 <laughs> for that many. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, okay, here's the plan. I can try to do a sweater surgery. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, I have to start the body over. If it does work, I'm good. But mm -hmm. that's when I only knew, when I knew one side was off. So I dropped the whole sleeve part of the stitches, freed the sleeve out, accessed the side stitches, dropped all those down to the problem spot, which is almost the beginning of the body. And I re-knitted all the way across, shifting everything by five stitches. I got it all the way back up. I re-knitted the sleeve back in. Ugh. All the way Ugh. back up. All the way back up. Ugh. Victory. It took like a day's worth of yeah. knitting time. So then I get to the top of where I was and I'm like woo at the top of the mountain I count and the two si fronts still don't match <laughs> so oh it's five stitches off over here too so then I'm like okay well you did it once yeah you do it again so I drop it all the way down again the problem is is that this yarn shows your stitches beautifully it also shows your mistakes yeah so when you're re-knitting like that you're not getting it all the way even across mm -hmm. And I wasn't that happy with how it looked, and I didn't know how it was going to block out. But that's okay. I tried the second side anyway. And some of the ladders got tangled, and I just got too frustrated yeah. to figure out whose ladder was who. Right. Forget and about then it. I, so I was sharing that with my Dream Sweater Workshop people, and they had some encouraging words, and they were like, well, what if you did this? What if you did that? No, no. I have the sleeves made. I'm going to finish this sweater. Is this the sweater you also spilled coffee yes, on? Yes, it's the sweater. <laughs> so I've already researched oh, the sweater no. because I spilled tea on tea. it. Yeah. Um, and tea dyeing is very successful. So this is, um, this is, um, an, it's called Oyster. It's a really light gray. Tea shows up great on it. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> tea stage is a thing. Yeah, it is. Um, so this is my second go, but my sleeves have been done all this time. Through all the problems and foibles of this sweater, my Ye sleeves have been done. <laughs> well, that's so something. if my sleeves weren't done, I would rip. I would have ripped the whole body out and taken this yarn to be something else. Yeah, but the sleeves are done. Yeah, and I want this sweater. <laughs> so 
You are a better woman than I. <laughs> I would have ripped the sleeves out. About this sweater. Yeah. <laughs> but sweaters are my kryptonite. They're also, I guess, the roots for me. Like, since those are done, to me, yeah. the most irritating part of the sweater is it's the complete. sleeves. Yeah. And that's speaking to someone who started this body for the third time. <laughs> um, but I want this sweater in this yarn. I would even make a second I one. I love that color. But I love gray. The color I'm okay with. It's not silver, a color usually. It's a very wearable color. Yeah. Um, but I do really like it. It's and a good this part of your amazing. wardrobe. Yeah. What yarn is it? It's um, Turn by Quince and Company. Mm. And I really, really What's like What's the fiber it. content on that? It's a blend of silk and wool and maybe that's it. I don't have a oh. tag with me. It's pretty. Um, it's really lovely and it feels great. And so I am willing to persevere. And my this is to the goal setting part. So this sweater will be finished in its time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Mm -hmm. I'm going to do one lace repeat because this can get a little overwhelming because these are about, these are more than 10 minute rows right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so if I do one lace repeat every day, I'll have the body done in 12 days. How many rows no, is a repeat? Good, actually. Eight. It's eight rows. So it's an hour Yeah. hour and a half of attention to this project. Mm -hmm. It means I can devote my like flippant brain to other things, which I got very distracted. And I'm also working on um, a sweater called Sunshine Coast by Heidi Kiermar. It's a really cute pullover. Oh, yeah. One of my um, dream sweater students is making it. And it has some really cool short row shaping in the back to build up the neck. And then you go into it and very is that simple. The one that, the, in green? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, it's really, she's doing a good job. And I really kind of fell in love with it along with her. Um, it has like some yarn over details yeah, at the top. Yeah, just simple yarn mm -hmm. overs. There's it's yarn pretty. overs on the side to make it kind of A-line and swingy. It's another good one from Heidi Caremar. And it's a different, because some of her sweaters have that same all, rhythm yeah. of yoke increases. And this one's a more conventional raglan, mm -hmm. but it has still has like her design aesthetic to mm -hmm. it. Um, and I, it's really, it's been really fun to make. With these specific markers and you do different things in yeah. different places. And I and always have really enjoyed the way that she organizes her patterns. I've like never knit one of her patterns. I've helped people, so I'm familiar, but yeah. I've never used one. Um, it's just really highly organized. Mm -hmm. and like, um, It's nice to, when you get it, to jump in there and know like you can figure out the landscape of her pattern really swiftly, and they're easy to execute, and usually have some great detail to them. Mm -hmm. um, it might take a little bit for a person who's not accustomed to her... her um, yeah. Number numbering organization. system organization. Oh, it, it does, does make sense it once you get does. it, but it does kind of you have to think about it because if you're not accustomed to it. But I think it's worth getting you getting mm -hmm. to know. She's ready for that sweater. Yeah, she's doing a good job. <laughs> um. She's a person who has more skill than confidence. This particular yes. person. Mm -hmm. She because. I, I, I hope she's, you're listening because you're really good. She's a newer knitter, <laughs> but I think she has the potential to really be a strong knitter And she has a terrific attitude about it, too, She does. Because we had to rip the whole thing out I once. Know. And yes. she was like, oh, well, you know, if I have to do it, I have to do it. And I it was like, okay. partly why I ripped that sweater out <laughs> on Wednesday. Because I was like, look at what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> look, you can do it, too. <laughs> Hopefully not again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Once you've had to do like a sweater surgery <laughs> or something, once you've gone through that pain once and, and come out the other side, it's not so scary or daunting because, you know, you speaking. Of, so this is a good segue into our 
are the t- no no. I don't have to talk today. <laughs> that's, that's fine. So anyway, <laughs> never mind. I'll save that point. Come Say, back and segue. Do later. a loop on your segue. Go back around. <laughs> Take it, take what a were tour we talking about? Of, um, we were totally talking about that yeah, that somewhere. was on the last episode where we talked about our seg- <laughs> me driving a Segway. Um, anyway. Uh, it's becoming just, a thing. Are you working on anything else? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for asking because my Instagram froze so I couldn't look up. I'm really excited. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I'm very excited about this sewing challenge that's mm-hmm. led by that So Monica. And it's that S-E-W Monica. Mm-hmm. And she's so cool. And she leads the Sew Your View sewing challenge every Mm -hmm. month where she announces a sweater, a sweater, a pattern that everyone's challenged to pick their view and make and interpret on their own. What does that mean, pick your view? You know, like on conventional patterns, view A, view B, view C. Oh, okay. Because I thought you meant literally like if I was looking at this thing somewhere, interpret, like if you're in a figure (laughs) drawing class and you draw it from your perspective, (laughs) why is the boob there? (laughs) So it's the pattern this month is McCall's 7912. So you won't hear this in time to do February, but people are welcome to like look at past months and post if you feel drawn to this. It's a really cool crossover jacket. Um... Like, it's unlined, so I'm going to do Hong Kong seams, which I've never I done no before. I have no idea what, what that is. Oh, they're so cool. Um, you take bias binding, yeah. and you just wrap your raw edges with bias binding. And okay. It's, it's really beautiful. Hmm. It's it's perfect for unfinished seams. You do that before you do seams? Before you, you seam? need to do them after the seam. So does it cover both pieces of fabric? Okay. I'll show you a picture. It's You, you open your cus- seam and flat. Oh, I um, understand. Yeah. What? Like, you press yeah. the seam open, and you sew it on top? Yes. I mean, there's other ways to use bias binding. Okay. You can do a flat oh, okay. file seam. Because I saw someone else enclose their binding, enclose their seams in uh-huh. a binding. That's yeah. Got some this, that's more this like way. a flat fell seam. But it, but flat fell is still attached. So they just covered it. They just covered it. Well, well, that's pretty too. This is a Hong Kong seam. So it's a picture of a oh, pressed pretty, open seam with bias binding on the But look how pretty that edges. is because your binding... Even though now is that on the outside or the inside? Huh. It's a, you can make it on the outside. You'll see it in threads sometimes as like a feature of like here's this cool thing you can do. Put your seams on the outside. Um, and this will be on the with inside. Really cool yeah. fabric. And I have a cool plaid, and then I have like a neat little bubble. Is that picture. what you were cutting out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a picture on my Instagram of me cutting it out. And you know when you're trying when you know like patterns lie to you about how much yardage. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping this was lying to me about how much yardage, but it was like exactly enough. Um, I wonder if they're getting more honest Maybe. about um, about that. Maybe. So since we're at the end, we're fil- we're taping this at the end of February. Is there a March set that people it. can? Well, she announces it. Okay, but you can also like look. It's not the end of. She hasn't it's, announced it yet. It's not close enough. It's to February the end. still, Karen. You can yes, borrow my pattern. <laughs> it's all cut out. You can pick your own fabric. No, you I want to know what March is. I want to. I know you do, but March first. I get it really excited about the first of the month because there's new Audible originals. <laughs> there's new Sew Your View, and there's new, um, you know, my subscription. I've always stuff. been yeah. a look ahead. Tough. You know, in the Live school, in this moment, in, you know, in the school, in the school test, you ahead in your test when they said, don't open your books till we said, <gasps> I had the corners, po- I had the corners peeled <laughs> One up. time I got caught doing that in first grade, 
and my classmate like embarrassed me and I was like crying behind oh my no. little privacy <laughs> I can remember it so vividly like big yeah. salty tears falling on my test booklet because <laughs> someone caught me peeking <laughs> so sad uh, I, I got caught it didn't so, stop me <laughs> so I, I'm I was thinking about sewing it tonight but I'm tired so yeah. I probably won't. But um, you've got all the pieces cut. I've got it cut. So I'm gonna. Ooh. I have to do it. And this it's weekend. a jacket. You said it's a. It's a. Um, I could Google it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll show you real quick. You, the rest of you listeners, will have to look. I'll link to it. <laughs> it's this this. is kind of cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and she like You know, you tag it, and then she'll put it on the blog on like that she'll feature feed. It. Uh-huh. Um, she wants you to like take a picture of you wearing it though, because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get in the finished stuff because on last month's because I didn't take a picture of me wearing okay. it. Yeah, wearing there's all it. these pictures of you did January's. I or? did do January's. It's that yeah. cute top with a little with a little key. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll. I mean, she she'll link to you if you do if you do it later because there's yeah. another one from. I don't know if it was no December was cute pajamas, which I'm gonna make those pajamas. And wear them at the studio. Yeah, maybe those might be my studio pajamas. <laughs> they have alpaca, and they're gonna have gray piping on them. Um, no, they did like a cape poncho thing. And what I really am enjoying about her selections is they're not fashions that I look at the pattern uh-huh. and see me in. But then mm. when I see other people making them, that's a great way to find new patterns that you wouldn't yeah. have thought of before. Yeah, so I really like these challenges so far. And I'm doing something weird that I haven't done in a long time, which is I'm following the pattern instructions. Because, <laughs> like, I get how a dress goes together. You know, I get how a yeah. shirt goes together. But I am I think one of her motivations, I'm just guessing, because actually I think it says in her blog, um, uh, talking about this tag, is um, she wants to challenge and build skills. So she's choosing things that are approachable, but have some really neat, um, either you could add something to them, mm-hmm. like the Hong Kong seams, or you could um, build I, your general How do I level. sign up? You, you don't have to sign up, you just do or it. You just watch. You just do it and use the hashtags? Yeah. Okay. That's um, interesting. It's cool. So I'll star that. That's the other thing I'm working website. on. It's not right here in front of me, because I'm on row six of tonight's uh, lace your eight. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to sew on that this weekend. Cool. What are you making, Katie? <laughs> I am currently working on the Rio dress, um, which is a baby dress. Um, I blocked one recently for a customer, um, and it was so cute, and I have a niece due May 8th. Um, I don't think my sister listens to this, but you know, it's for her. Um, Spoiler, Katie's knitting something for your baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not going to know. Um, so I'm knitting a little dress out of this is Koigu, um, which I haven't worked with Koigu in years, but um, it's kind of like a lavendery purple with some grays. And I asked my sister, like, what do you want, basically? Or like, do you have colors that you like or whatever? Because this is, she has two boys. This is her first girl. And she said that she would put her, she thinks she's going to put her in a lot of dresses. So I was like, well, I should probably knit a dress. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a really cute little top down raglan you do some increases for the skirt it's very simple um right now i'm in the middle of nine inches of stockinette stitch but um yeah it's cute and cute and a great color yeah it's an interesting purple because it's not just lavender like it's got some gray tones and like warm grays and i really like it it's got little seed stitch details so it's not completely stockinette stitch 
Um, so I'm working on that. I finished a couple things. I have a bag of finished Ooh. objects to talk about. Ooh. I have... That is so cool. <laughs> this is the Cold Spring Cowl by Edition Knitwear. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's a one skein DK weight um, simple cowl that's got ribbing at the top, stockinette stitch, and then it's got ribbing at the bottom, but that's split at the bottom it's got an opening so it sort of sits around your shoulder and you can tuck it into a jacket it looked very smart on it's it's a really easy i would make another one it took me i mean and everybody says like oh my gosh you knit so fast it took me a day to make it well it's two what 250 yards it's it was like 231 yards okay. on size seven needles Which, and i have a lot of knitting time that's you okay. are fast and if you have a lot of knitting time yeah I'm, so, not, I'm not surprised. I'm not ashamed that I made it in one day. Um, but it I'm did take surprised. me one day. Um, we watched a movie Wednesday night, so I like knitted through the. I got through the top ribbing during the movie, and then I knitted a little bit the next morning. I knitted at work, and there you go. Now it's done. Um, and I knit it in one skein of yarn from a dyer on Etsy called Beauty Mark Yarn, and she's the same yarn dyer that I'm using for my Kia socks. Um, not Ikea socks, Kia, K-I-A socks, um, that bright green. So Five. she's really good at bright. Did we already talk about what the Kia socks were? From yeah, last, last okay. week, the, gotcha. um, last by time. Dawn Landix. Um, so the yarn is the same as that dyer. She's really, really good at bright colors. Um, it's this is so like a pretty. neon orange, like coral Super. red. It's bright and I love it. She was recently posting on her Instagram. She dyed like a companion skein to this, which is like really soft, gentle, like, Aww minty greeny and she was like it's so out of my comfort zone to dye that and she so she dyed this at the same time to sort of balance herself out <laughs> um what is that color called it's got an inappropriate name oh. <laughs> can you bleep yourself or um can you just say it it's called i want to tear you apart there's an f word stuck in there oh it's based on a song okay which is one reason why i bought it is it was a song that i remember from high school and she was like <laughs> she posted on her instagram story listening to the song and dying this color and i was like i totally forgot about that song Aww. so we had this nice conversation about it and um so i had to buy one from her but she's very sweet i, I highly recommend her yarns um so i finished that and then i knit a i did a test knit for Ooh. the aforementioned dawn <gasps> landix who designed the kia socks knit. This is the pattern for this is called the cottage hat. It's beautiful. It's a worsted weight hat. That Isn't this amazing pom pom? That's a good pom pom. Um, she was like, throw a pom pom on it if you want. And I was like, um, yeah, I'll put a pom pom on any hat. It's a. That's a nice big pom pom. Can I make a pom pom side? Yeah. Have you yes. seen the Pokemon pom pom book? No. Then you probably need to buy it and make them all for your husband. And my niece. She's okay. very into Pokemon oh, right girl. now. A Pokemon yeah. um, pom pom. I can't, I can't even Pokemon, say that. It's, it's recommended with the animal one you bought recently. Oh, cool. I just saw it at Michael's, and then I saw it at Amazon, too. Poke, I'm writing down Pokemon pom-pom. Yeah. Um, so when you can make a pom-pom that puffy and beautiful, your Pokemon... I need to look into that. Monsters are going to be real good. Um, So this I knit with Malabrigo Worsted. They're single-ply, so it's nice and soft and squishy. It's a simple little cable pattern. I put a giant pom-pom on it, and my hot tip for you is to steam your pom-poms. If you make a pom-pom out of wool or like a animal Steamable fiber, thing. shoot it with some steam and it puffs it up a little bit. Um, I it, did like a before a and difference. after picture of like my scraggly little pom-pom and then my big fat pom-pom. Also pack as much yarn as possible onto your pom-pom makers. Yes. Like more than you think is physically possible. <laughs> it's always, difficult to close them. Mine always end up football shaped. <laughs> well, you I, still have to trim them. Yeah. 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 So, um... 
I made a pom-pom for a sample that I submitted for a design um, uh-huh. once, and it was um, like a mini hat that ended up fitting Mirabella when she was an infant. Mm-hmm. So maybe like it ended up 18 inches around. And then I made this monster size, this the big pom-pom, the big turquoise uh, clover mm-hmm. pom-pom. I made that with all the colors I put into it. So there was more yarn in the pom-pom than in the hat sample. <laughs> so I can believe that. We, and it, the pom-pom was like as big as her little baby head. And so we would put her cute little head in that, and then it would just slowly slide off her hairless head. <laughs> because the way it would hold on to it. <laughs> It was so cute. It didn't matter how impractical it was in all ways. I love a good pom-pom. So a hat. And then I have another hat that was a different, another test knit hat. I enjoyed your discovery process in this hat. My discovery, oh, my my colors? Yeah. Yeah. So this is by uh, my friend uh, Adriana. Her, uh, I'll link to her Ravelry and Instagram. Um, I don't know if the pattern will be out by the time this comes up. I think she wants, she's going to have it out like mid March. So I don't know if it will be ready by then, but, um, I think the name of the pattern is the in bloom hat and it's a fair isle, three colors with some flower motifs on it. Really cute. It was very fun to make, um, fingering weight, three colors and like a base color. So I have like a medium Brown, as my base color and then I have like a pale yellow, a green and an orange for my three colors. They're not the colors I intended to use. <laughs> I wanted to do the yellow, the green and a purple, but the purple I had did not have enough contrast with the purple the... looked really pretty in the color picture. It looked like, well, yeah. it looked good with all the colors, but yeah. then I started knitting it and you couldn't differentiate the purple from the brown. Nope. So um, that tip that you did, if you could re- uh, restate yeah. that, was so helpful. So if you have two yarns that you want to put together um, for color work or stripes or something, take a picture of them in black and white and you can tell the difference in the color value. Um, if they look the same, like the same tone of gray in black and white, then they're not going to have enough contrast for it to show the pattern, um, once you knit it. So I did that with the purple, I started knitting it and then I took a picture and realized that you really couldn't see. So you can make another hat with purple. And the I could. And green and orange. <laughs> yeah. Which that would be pretty cool color. Palette. I didn't want this orange in there. I like the color palette in general, but it would have been more springy, like flowers, whatever, with the purple. But, you know. I like it. You live and you learn. It was fun. That'll this one doesn't cool. have a pom pom. When you're in your 90s, no pom pom. So, do you do a lot of test knits? I have recently. Like, how, do you, how do you find out who to test knit for? Um, I've just been active on Instagram, and I know Adriana from. I've known her on Instagram for years, so. Oh, that's um, cool. I follow her pretty closely, and she said, I need testers for this hat. And so I said, okay. So there's um, a sewer that I follow who I hopefully I can find her real quick. She raised um, an interesting question about sewing, like testing sewing patterns more so. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm very curious about the attitude of indie mm-hmm. sewing pattern designers compared to indie Knitting pattern designers. Because it feels like, because like when, in my comments when she posted this, um, I feel like there should be a, de- a delineation between a tech editor mm-hmm. and a sample maker mm-hmm. yeah. to a test knitter. And so... Um, in the t- knitting world, there is there is definitely a difference. And but they're, not, is, they're not interchangeable. Well, what she makes a good point of is, I mean, one of the points of test knitting is 
to get it out in the world to get yeah. attention for it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the other is to make sure it's feasible and works. Right. You, but one would hope that you've had it tech edited before you're test knitting it, or that you yeah. have. If it's a big designer, then yes. Um, for some of the smaller, like really small designers who are trying to get it out there, I've seen this really, really interesting conversation emerge on Instagram lately about mm-hmm. sort of like gatekeeping in the knitting community. And designing specifically, where it's like people want to break into designing, yes. but they feel like all this knowledge is sort of, you have to earn it for yourself, yes. and it's not readily available, like, how do I do this? How do yes. I do that? So I've seen There's... larger designers taking the time to sort of be like, hey, ask me questions that you have, or like, let's open up the conversation a little bit. If you need help with something, please ask me. It's not like this secret guarded knowledge, like, I know how to design and grade and edit a pattern some people feel that way and some I think people some people feel the gatekeeper way. yeah and i think and that ex- recently as- people sorry um recently people have been trying to be come better known in the community and like i've been trying to break into des- not me specifically but people would be like i'm trying to break into designing but i'm confused by this aspect and it feels like i don't know who started the conversation but it mm-hmm. felt like someone said i don't understand why this is like guarded information like why can't it's not well, because not everybody feels like a rising okay. tide. Yeah. So it's yeah. <laughs> when I was starting out as a as as a designer, there I felt I I did I didn't. There's some designers that are very proprietary about yeah. their stuff and very guarded. Mm-hmm. Most designers are feeling about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most designers are help want to be helpful, but they don't necessarily. There's some people that are. are good personalities to be mentors to others Mm -hmm. and some people are there's teachers some people are more suited towards teaching and mentoring than others yeah many people are working through their own process and it's not that they're guarded about it they don't know how they just yeah they just don't necessarily it's not necessarily it's it's sometimes they're just not in a position to be willing to or have the time to mm-hmm. mentor someone else. But there are some people, like if you go to the budding designer board on Ravelry, not the designer board, because you'll find mm-hmm. more preciousness on des- the designer board. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time they refer people who want that mentorship mm-hmm. to, to the, the budding, budding designer board. board. Well, because the people that run that board are more likely to be mm-hmm. helpful mm-hmm. in that way. Well, back to test knitting, mm-hmm. like, because I guess there's a sense that sometimes a test so mm-hmm. is to promote and sometimes it's just to test. Like, right. I would think, like, when I'm test knitting something, the value of the pattern designer giving me the pattern is for me to say, hey, I made this, mm-hmm. if I like it, yeah. you I've, know? Yeah. And I'm getting this small amount of value. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't want that thing, I wouldn't participate in mm-hmm. it, you know? like I, Yeah, I've seen it sort of from both sides of that coin in testing these two different hats, yeah. is that the cottage hat, I sent her a message and I said, I'm ha- you know, I'm happy to test it for you. Can I share pictures of it in progress or the finished hat before... She gave us a deadline, like, you need to be done by whatever date. And she said, I'd like it to be a secret until it's released. Right. And then for this other hat with the flowers and the color work on it, she was like, no, share all the pictures you want. Share your process. Share pictures of it before it's released. So I can see both sides of it being like, this was more like, let's spread the word. Let's get the pictures out there. Let's get people excited about it. This was more like, I need help. 
tech editing. I need help. So how do you, because like I've only done one test net mm-hmm. because it has to be a really hot property for mm-hmm. me to want to put my like time and effort flippant emotional attachment yeah. to a project yeah. <laughs> into it because I get distracted and want to do my own thing. So uh-huh. so I did my boy lollipop over the summer. Yeah. Loved making it. Loved talking to the designer. I feel closer to her and mm-hmm. more excited about her stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really enjoyed that whole process. Uh-huh. So I felt like I got what I needed out of it, but I knew what I was getting into too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the time it'll probably take me. This is what I'm getting from it. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, well, and did you? How do you like the question I okay, want to ask why? is, do you feel like you are getting a good value proposition from being a test knitter? And I mean, I'd love yeah. both of you yeah. to. Yeah. I the I don't do it very often, but I did yeah. in these two particular cases because. One of them is like a newer designer. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed her other pattern that she gave me for free. Mm-hmm. And I this is a pattern that she's charging for. And so I feel like I have knowledge that can be helpful to somebody. Not that I'm yeah. like, no, all whatever. No, no, no. But I feel like my testing is valuable for them. Yeah. It also helps and promote I like, them. And it's a way for you to honor and yeah. share. Here's a designer I really like and I want to promote and I want to help. That but, has and success. I like, but I like, why do you want that? You're I like, just a knitter. Like, because, why do you yeah. want to give that person that? Is, is a, just it's a philosophical question. Okay. Yeah. Why because I, I like helping people. <laughs> so I <laughs> think, so I think that like by me knitting it, it's good for me because I feel like I'm helping somebody yeah. and it's good for them because they feel like, you know, there may have been mistakes in her pattern or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this one was tech edited before I got it because yeah. it was pretty good. I'm this not one I don't. They have to. Do no, no, no. Well, I've done it because the other one wasn't tech net edited, and I found some mistakes in the chart and like mm-hmm. different things. So it was helpful to her to have. I think, she, she, but she has other tech editors. I don't know well, what their and, contribution and has been to it. But part of the thing that used to be is people would say, "If you have testers, do you need a tech editor?" And the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if you send, if you are using your testers to be tech editors, mm-hmm. when they're not trained necessarily for it, right? If you make, if you have errors, they're gonna, and they're expecting an error or close to error-free pattern. You're setting future people up to not like your stuff because they're having to do the errors that. Yeah, they got it for free, but that's not really mm-hmm. their job. Yeah. Their job is to test it to make sure it's there it really it is to help promote it. It's, it, mm, it yeah yeah um but your tech editor is going to crunch your numbers and they're going to make things technically sound so that your testers are like part of your last phase right yeah so to they're me, testing to make sure okay sure technically this is sound but is this fun to work on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and your testers are the ones who are going to say yeah it was okay but me yeah or they're going to go oh i can't wait to get another one so as a test maker because mm-hmm. i've never been offered or participate because I'm you know I'm not that into the indie sewing scene so much as I'm deeply ingrained in the indie yarn Mm -hmm. designer scene Mm -hmm. so I in the one testing I've done I understood what my role was I enjoyed the process I felt like I got the value that Mm -hmm. was appropriate because I would have bought that pattern anyway Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and I had a richer experience of it so and in a sewing pattern especially an indie sewing pattern I think I would feel like I got the value because those patterns are up to $20. But in sewing, oh gosh, indie sewing patterns are expensive. But if I find someone like Noodlehead that I really, or Cashmerette, if I find a company that's independent that I really want to support, that I like their stuff, 
Um, if it's a solid piece, like if it's a solid piece that I can use in my wardrobe over and over again, or make multiples of, oh, then, to me, the, then to me, that yeah. twenty bucks might oh, yeah. be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think they do their testing mostly in house, mm -hmm. and not necessarily in the public. I'm but, seeing a lot, but it sounds like it sounds like actually maybe they're going around and inviting influencers mm -hmm. to do it oh, okay. and so they are hoping to get it's a promotion it helps promote. yeah and so it's so it's just and that's what this girl has um she has a lot Ooh. of followers she's mm -hmm. really cool what is it the unfinished seamstress mm. um she has she just she makes cool things otherwise i wouldn't have started following her right because <laughs> it's hard to like impress me with sewing just because i've been doing it for so long that i'm like a little reticent to mm -hmm. be in this new wave of indie sewers it's like whatever i was doing it before it was cool you know um but then i i'm trying to have the beginner mindset of uh -huh. you know this is a really cool emerging way of attacking sewing um well i so i'm new to yeah. the indie sewing world in a sense i would love to get on that i i know that recently because in the past trying to get testers uh, which are different from sample knitters sample yeah. knitters are get paid Those to make that sample making you a physical object that, for you to have. because maybe as a designer you could you design so many things there's just not enough hours in the universe to make everything in the time line so a sample knitter gets paid to make your sample while you're writing the pattern mm -hmm. or after you've written the pattern you have someone actually knit your sample for you that's different than a tester. But if you're, I just discovered a site that runs tests because, and they, it was, runs I, tests. they run the testing. Oh. So the great thing is you can, it, let's say you're someone who likes to do tests and especially for smaller designers, there's a place called Yarn Pond, one word, yarnpond.com. P-A-W-N-D. Like the oh, pond. Like a pond to swim like in a the pond. pond. Swim in the pond. Okay. Um, and there's a new, um, there's a new ebook called Yarn People. They just they're they're just about to release issue two late later in mid March. It's all going to be called Brioche Plus, including crochet brioche. Kind of cool. I didn't know crochet could brioche, but it's going to be fun. I saw something that looked like brioche that was crochet. Okay, so it's there's been something an intriguing like that. question that's popped so up. So there's all there. kinds of stuff in that issue, and I found a designer, Fabian Gassman, and he's really cool. And I love this brioche. Now it's a brioche hat. And when you would think, well, there's lots of brioche hat patterns, right? But what he does differently is. His is meant specifically for you to mix your swat, your stash in various, to mix your, your fingering or mix your a mohair with, at, and get different mm -hmm. colorways um, by blending the colors. And so I did a test for that and he oh, was I really well that. It's yeah. very cute. Isn't that cool? Yes. Oh, some of the testers just did two colors and I'm like, what? No, you I have an opportunity to just throw it. And I had yarn. Did you see the pile? I had like 15 yes. different yarns that went into that hat, and I still had yarn to spare. Mm -hmm. But when you sign it, you can go there and you can look for open calls, and all the rules and expectations are there, including um, if you find errors, how to communicate it to the designer. If the designer says you can do teaser photos, but don't do any it, up until the point where we release the lookbook, and then you can show things off and do, uh, make Ravelry pages. but 
I like to be able to, how this gives me an opportunity to test for people I didn't know before. To yeah, discover. Which, that's real neat. Um, I think because I'm fickle in all things, like the My Boy Lollipop was timed perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was really, it's really cute. You guys need to look at it if you haven't like looked at it and cast it on when I originally talked about it. <laughs> Why haven't you? Um, <laughs> and like the time frame and the expectations, they were all just like a perfect fit. So mm-hmm. it looks like, because I've seen some other really cool things that I thought about test knitting. But the time frames and the yarn requirements, they just didn't yeah. mesh with why where aren't they I was enough hours in the d- Why aren't they more hours in the day? Because I was waiting on this qu- to be a quilter te- a qu- test for the quilting patterns, because I think that would be fun. And the first time in like six months that that finally came up, and I don't have time. Yeah, that's sucks. And I was like, I hesitated for only two hours before, like, should I, should I not? And it filled up in two hours. See, I'm I'm also don't like elbowing for a spot in something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if I, if I, no. That's why I'm never going to Comic-Con again. No. (laughs) It was best for me, because then I was like, oh, I asked to be on this list, and now I don't have time, and so I'll just, for me, it was better to wait. But if I'd really wanted Mm -hmm. to do it, I gave, at least I had an opportunity to step, I wish I could do that for sewing patterns. You know, I want some of these other. I want some of these independent sewers to open up testicles so well, I can they, sew they their do, patterns. But I don't know how. How do you get it, on those? Lists? I don't know. So that's where I'm new, and I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you know, put it in the comment section. Right. <laughs> Help uh, us know. So, um, you know, we do welcome comments. Just yeah. to say that yeah. too. We yeah. want to hear from you. Um, even if you just said hi. Yeah. Or, hey, I listened to this. Yeah, that would be really heartwarming. Yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Do you have anything else in your magic bag? No. I finished a sweater that was in my... It was in this basket of unfinished things. I cast on, like, two years ago. It's a chunky... It's Encore Chunky. Very simple. Pullover. No. Cardigan. Um, I finished it. And then it sat in my basket waiting for me to sew the pockets down and to, like, pick up and knit the ribbing on top of the pockets. And it sat in there for, like, a year. And I thought, oh, you know, someday I'll finish that. And then it sat after having the pockets finished for, like, another year. Because I needed to get around to blocking it and sewing the buttons on. And then I found it the other day and I was like, this is stupid. Like, why don't I finish this dumb sweater? So I blocked it and I sewed the buttons on. That sweater that you were doing the buttons on tonight? Yeah. It's been it's been in it's various just, stages of finishing for like, like two you. years. It's not like you to to. I know, and I don't know why I put it off or like why I was like meh. I think because it was like a chunky weight, and at the time when I finished it, I didn't have a good place to block it. So I was like oh. maybe someday, but now I have no excuse to not here, finish it. You circumstances get you to yes. a place where it took all week to dry, but it it was dry today and I sewed the buttons on so that I did finish that you is can the, always you know, use my fan that fan oh I have is a fan too miracle <laughs> I have a fan okay, too but that fan is a miracle fan um <laughs> that's the uh sixth street cardigan that's I'm the name of the pattern so sorry cool. that I think that you're wrong about your button <laughs> <laughs> I put a poll I put up a story on my Instagram story that was like I need buttons I think I said in it I need buttons for this sweater I dug around in my desk these are the only buttons I have that work or that are the right size, and they were these big black shiny buttons that He's I didn't so think pretty. looked. I didn't think went with the sweater. And in the story, in the video, I'm saying like, 
I these are not good. This isn't gonna work. I need to find different <laughs> buttons. Apparently, Anne watched that story with the volume no off and volume. was like, "Oh, those <laughs> and you're buttons like, are awesome." You're showing it in the camera, all yeah. sparkly, and yeah. I'm falling in love. And I can't wait to see you wearing this. And then sweater. she's like, "Why didn't you sew those buttons on?" I'm like, "Well, did you listen? I said I didn't like the buttons." <laughs> Listening's for suckers. Yeah. So no, I did I'm not use work. those shiny. <laughs> if I had the volume up, everyone would know. Oh, I, I also wasn't... always have headphones in. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I just don't put the volume on on Instagram because sometimes I don't have the headphones in and yeah. if I if I am looking I don't want anyone to know you're right you know. speaking of so many times I have my headphones on but I may have to pause it you know or turn it off if I if I have to do something else but I don't necessarily take them out of my ear off my head or and so at home no one no really knows if they can talk to me or not <laughs> And sometimes I just leave him on, you just but turned off. <laughs> oh yeah. So what was I, so I got my family trained so well that yesterday when I was making dinner, I didn't even have them on, and my husband's like, "Are you are you listening? To, can, can we talk?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, uh, you know, "Yeah, nothing in my ears now." So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, Any uh, other topics? What time? How long have we been We've going? been talking for an hour and ten minutes so far. That's good. Um, That's so usual we time. This is a topicless one. This is just our free for all. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, just, well, I wait. totally forgot we had a topic. <laughs> I was like, Plus, oh, we're doing fine. We have that other segment. We, we oh have that God. other segment. Plus. <laughs> Like, I legitimately forgot. I wrote it down what we so were going to talk we're gonna about today. So maybe we're going to break this into part one and part two. We have a pre-recorded segment that we recorded, um, but we didn't put it on the last podcast. It's a couple minutes worth of us, like, opening some, like, mystery yarn that Karen got us. I was going to stick it on the end, and I kept thinking that that was going to be the next segment. <laughs> but we had a whole other kind of topic we were going to talk I about. I think we save that one for next time. Sure. We haven't sure. told them what it was. No, no, no. We shut Karen it's down. secret. Um, uh, so after we that wrap this. That actually wasn't was it, what I was going to oh. talk about. After we wrap this up. You're still on your segue. <laughs> she's still doing the loop around. Zooming around. She'll have to be zooming until next week. Next <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I can't even remember where I was going to segue to. Uh, okay. After this segment, you'll hear oh, us t-shirt. opening uh, mystery yarn that Karen bought us. But <laughs> I mean, I feel like we had some very good yeah. organic conversation. I appreciated that. That could have been a backup topic. We had yeah. a great topic, but I guess you'll have to... It's you'll a mystery. You have to, to wait find till out. next time. Yeah. That's really funny. Tune in next time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, if we get to it then. You guys will never... Well, you don't know if we'll get to it because we haven't told you what it was. <laughs> okay, so this is a special segment that we're recording. A special segment. Karen has a, a okay. uh, thing she wants to do. I don't know what you want to call this. Um... We're going on a blind date. date. Yeah. It's a kind of like a date night with yarn. Ooh. Blind date night. A blind date. One of my um, one of my new faves since since last summer. Anyway, uh, indie yarn dyer out of Manchester, England, is Countess Ablaze. Um, love her for so many reasons. She's a super introvert. She's super quiet, um, but yet she, um, in her alter life. She's uh, a burlesque. <laughs> so it's a way of being able to express... I applaud that she can express herself. But she also does it with amazing color and yarn. And and actually, she has fingering yarn 
and she has sock yarn, and she tells you why they're not the same. <laughs> they don't all go together. But towards the end of the year, they have this thing um, where they they pull together just different skeins of yarn, and they box, they put them in little bags, and you cannot see what's in them. They She invites you to have a blind date with this yarn. Um, and for this particular blind date set, I guess they, they, they went on Tinder <laughs> for the names of their yarn, of the, this packages. I have not been on Tinder, being a married woman, <laughs> since before there was internet. So <laughs> Now, I did internet date a little bit. Like, I did Match.com, and then there was the other one. My son doesn't listen, so I can say this, because I wish he would go and do some internet <laughs> well, dating. Well, it's so different now. Like, oh, yeah, the new... internet dating is totally different like nowadays than it used to be. Key... It's not so sketchy as it seemed before. Ten... Tinder does seem very sketchy. Okay, though. well, yeah. But I... There According... are different apps, though. There's So Tinder is a app that you can use to connect with other singles in your area, I think. For whatever. Uh-huh. Ends. But I've heard whatever you two, want that to be. Two love stories of people I know had Tinder as an aspect. Yeah. So it's not all bad. Yeah. It's a way to meet right. people. But there are whatever you want to meet people for. Do again. Interview for a job or, or date. Date. Yeah. So. So your yarn is inspired by Tinder, or the names <laughs> of the colorways are inspired by Tinder. Yes, but we do not know. What we're going to get. They're blind dates. So there's they three are, of them, right? I've got three blind dates right now. I'm taking them out of the International Priority Royal Mail Par Avignon bag. So, um, from Countess of Blaise. She is very body. So this is going to be very good. <laughs> so, um, and okay, so because I'm older and I'm not so internet savvy, I may ask you guys to explain <laughs> these things. <laughs> I love enlightenment. <laughs> What are the names of our colorways? Our choices. <clears throat> Actually, I'm she not going to... This is totally blind. She no, I blushing. want the memes and vines one. She, You're not supposed like, to read that. I want that one. There's a sticker I want. I don't know if it's that one. Oh, well, I'm mixing them up. Okay. And no one knows what I they're going to I just want the sticker. Get. I'll take whatever package I get. Since you're the youngest... You the most savvy. Can I want the memes and vines one? Mm. Okay, we can Wait, also trade. I know, I know. We Who can also their trade. office first? I think it was you. No, I got the no, leftover. No, she got last. I just oh. looked at and got what I wanted. First. Okay, then I'll right, I want to pick first. <laughs> okay. She got to pick off okay, these are, these are black, little black bags. And completely opaque. Completely opaque. We you cannot see the name of our date right now. Oh, you just flipped it over. <laughs> but you don't know which one this is. No peekies. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I, I was holding up to the light. I still can't see. Okay, it. pick one. <laughs> da, da, da. Okay, what'd you get? This is the one I wanted. <laughs> oh, perfect. If you guys don't know, I work in a funeral home, so this is very amusing to me. Okay, it says, medically dead inside, partial to the exist- existential crisis. I'm sorry, partial to an existential crisis and like to hug dogs. That's what this person's profile says yes. on their Tinder. Medically yes. dead inside. <laughs> wow, how that was going to catch someone to hug who dogs. knows. Cardiac arrest. <laughs> okay, I got memes and vines. <laughs> okay, my, I kind of know what a meme mean, is. Like, send only memes and vines? I don't know, or, but like, I love a good vibe. That... Okay. <laughs> Tell me okay, so it is. so memes <laughs> my are generation. memes are things that go around the internet and spread virally. It could be a picture <laughs> or a video, and a vine. Um, vine used to it's dead now, but it used to be a app that were short little seven second videos, 
and some of them are very, very funny and still live on as memes today. Yeah. So I appreciate a good meme and vibe. <laughs> oh, and now I get to read this you one. You can go on. <laughs> oh, would you get one? Mine says, don't even message me if your height is in your profile. <laughs> so that's a meme because people on Tinder complain that, uh, this, okay, I have a funny story about this because I believe my cousin and his fiance met on a dating app. It might be Tinder. It might not be. I don't remember. But she says that he said something different about his height than in his profile than what he actually is and he was shorter in real life than she <laughs> assumed that he was and she gives him a hard time about it so um men like to complain that girls only want to date tall guys it's true so i will only date guys who are approaching <laughs> six feet but you're so, married one so there you go well so my husband um seems tall my mother-in-law was she's lost some height because she has some um spinal issues but mm-hmm. she's five nine five ten when i met her and my father-in-law is about my height, 5'6". I would have never dated a guy that height. Yeah. So one time our middle son asked, Daddy, what if you were Poppy's height? And I said, because <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Kevin in the dorms at UCSB. Um, I said, well, I would have looked at him and thought, that is a very cute guy. Too bad he's so short. <laughs> and, then, and then you wouldn't be here to ask that question. <laughs> So another funny thing about height and men is that Kevin is 5'11 and a half. And a half. Oh. And if you ask his best friend, how tall are you? How, <laughs> <laughs> how tall are you, Jason? Separate from each other. Yeah. Jason says 5'11 and a half. <laughs> like, why do you guys just say that you are six feet Nobody's going to get out their measuring tape. <laughs> but they both, 5'11 and a half. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you go first because okay. you opened your yeah, you yeah. pictures first. And so we have first. no I idea. I want to preserve my sticker because I, I want. I, I, I'm not something. even sure if I remembered what. If, I think I could choose what weight of yarn this was, but I'm not positive. So I'm being like that person. You're Christmas. being like my oh, husband. Just rip it. But I want to keep the sticker. So, so rip it from the other side. It's too late. She's already oh, halfway through. Yeah. James will open any package like the most carefully. I am so open not. Your... You know what? The more I let this it bother me, the slower the she's gonna exchange. go. She's almost <laughs> you done. You like carefully <laughs> sliced your dinner, and you're like, "What pretty paper? It's yarn in here." Oh, good. Oh, oh. I have never had one of these, and I was really always blank. wanted one. It's a sock blank. Oh, wow, colors. Orange. Oh my gosh, that is so Ooh, your color. It's a radiant. Look at this. I would never say that. That's so funny. Really? Oranges are not usually something I pick. But I, I love it. No, no, no. I have heard you. I've seen you pick orange. Oh, for a short time in the autumn this year, I had lusted after having an orange sweater, but, which I will have. But this but is this gorgeous. Is gorgeous. Wow, My very bottom is like this, almost like a, a, a black it cherry. It goes from yeah. like orange to purpley. It's to so purpley black pretty. cherry. That's awesome. We'll take pictures. We're actually will this time because I think we said that before. <laughs> we always say we'll take a picture it. and post it on our Instagram yeah. when this um, oh, episode so goes pretty. live. It'll so be a- yeah. it is, she calls it, oh, it's just Blind Date, the classic society sock blank. Cool. That's awesome. So they're all, this is the line, I don't, blind I, date? N- I don't know if the blind dates are, I they blind dates were supposed to be, they might be skeins of yarn. They, they might be, be anything. They could be anything. Okay. That's, it reminds me of you Christmas ha- story. So you when, have to be willing 
to partake in any possibility. <laughs> it could be it could be a million dollars in this bag. Oh my god! A million dollars. I'm leaving. Countess, please. <laughs> what are you doing? Sending us a million dollars in the mail? Uh, Don't it, you no, know you're not supposed to send cash in the mail? <laughs> Maybe it's a check. It reminds me of um Christmas Story when they oh. get that big package in the mail and the dad goes, "There, there could be anything in there." <laughs> It's a major award. It's a major award. Okay. Don't laugh at me, but I'm feeling it in this way. Oh, Karen. That that one bends to the left. Oh, my God. Karen Sublays did a parody of Dear J.C. Elaine, whatever her name is. And you guys can Google that, okay? You ripped it. Awesome. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. Mine feels like a stain of yarn. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty. This yarn is called Tia Merino is the base. Huh. Um, it is lilac and purple and like the tiniest little touch of green and turquoise in it. Ooh. And it's a single ply superwash merino. Cool. Fingering weight. Cool. That is gorgeous. And it's not a sock I yarn. Like it. She's very clear. Okay, so tell us. So what's the There's difference between a sock, sock and a fingering weight? There is a difference because, because not all fingering wet yarn is appropriate for socks. It's true. Well, you're <laughs> laughing about something that I didn't get. Because I, I like to be a 12-year-old <laughs> and every time someone's like, I just fingering yarn. <laughs> Katie's we all so love fingering yarn. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Either one of us. Tear it, Karen. Tear it. See... I do the logical conclusion that I can tear the paper and still deserve. I already told you today that you're a better person than me. Karen (laughs) just lovingly inserted tailored pockets into something for her mother-in-law that looked like way too much work for me. She's a better person. You're a better woman than I. Yeah. Well, it was more also okay after point. It became more of a a, what is it? It's a a point of pride. No, it's it's. Like, it's on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like, okay, I am not going to be bested by this. You won so. a Donkey Kong. I did. And you know what? I, I rocked it, and I made it look like it had always had pockets. So. Woo! What'd you get? <laughs> I wanna, this yarn is here? making Karen tingly. <laughs> <gasps> wow! Oh, <laughs> my God! That's pretty! I'm jealous. Jackpot! Oh, I got the million dollar skein. It's so pretty. Okay, so it's... Pale bumblegum pink going into a medium pink into a deep, pretty purpley fuchsia with lots of black. That's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. What base is that? This, oh, Lady Persephone sock yarn. This is, and you can feel the difference. It's sock yarn. Yeah. It is a sock yarn. Oh, this is fingering. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, uh, okay, I, okay. To me, in my stupid American ways, Lester. I, it looked like Leicester. I know. Like I think it's Lester. Lester. Blueface Lester. Lester. Seventy five. And I even my very first spinning was a was a bunch of this stuff. It spins really soft and lovely. I think it has um, like a long. It's I four like ply, machine washable at low temperatures. Cool. But I am gonna hand wash it. My, yeah, it is so pretty. I like that. And since it is sock yarn, I might actually make socks with it. Well, Karen, thank you for the treat. Yeah, thank you. That was so nice. And it was so fun to like. I thought it would be super. I wanted to support her, and plus she put them on a discount. So I thought this would be kind of fun to kind of 
get a surprise. This is the only kind of dating I want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Happy thank meeting. you for listening. Um, remember to like us um, on all the places that you listen, and if you feel like leaving a review, that would be really lovely. Mm-hmm. We do not- welcome comments and um, questions. You can listen to it on iTunes, our website, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts, it's in there too, so any and your YouTube, and if you're on YouTube yep. and you want to get notices, make sure you tap that bell. So that you, uh, yeah, I think that's what you say. You subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, um, and tap that bell for notifications. Um, also, we talk about our Instagrams a lot. So, should we say what our Instagram oh, handles yeah. are? Let me introduce myself. <laughs> I am Anne, and my main Instagram is Anland twenty two. L A N D land. Yes, L L. Well, let me just spell it. Anne with an E. Yeah, it's A N N E L A N D two two. Um, I get this phone message I have to listen to occasionally where this person says their whole name is their email and then a long business name. And she then proceeds to, to give it in the um, the alphabet. A, a as in, in oh gosh. every single. <laughs> <laughs> I put the phone down. It lasts about a minute and a half. And then, and then you're ready to message. leave a message. So you're welcome. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Creates, K-A-I-T-Y. Karen? Uh, you can follow me at knitspinner805, and that's K-N-I-T-S-P-I-N-N-E-R 805. And I think all of our Instagram handles are the same as our Ravelry names, right? Yep. Yeah. Makes it easy. Okay, cool. So yeah, you can find me on Ravelry under the same thing. You can find me on Ravelry, but I haven't done anything on Ravelry in <laughs> hell of days, I yeah. think they say. All right, well, we'll see I mean, you I buy patterns on Ravelry. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not actively participating in the platform. No, I'm bad. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.